Hello and welcome to the Campaign Podcast. I am Gurdjit Deegan, Campaign's Creativity and Culture Editor. Today we have a Super Bowl special where we'll discuss some of the ads that ran last night. So we're recording on the 12th of uh, February and we are going to ask some of the top creators from the UK what they thought of the ads. So joining me today is Reagan Warner, Executive Creative Director at McCann London. Helen Rhodes, Executive Creative Director at Bartle Bogle Hegarty. Noel Bunting, Chief Creative Officer at Publicist.poke. Hello to you all. Hello. Hi. Hello there. So as I said, we're recording this in the morning after the Super Bowl. Last night's match saw reigning champions Kansas City Chiefs go up against the San Francisco 49ers. Very close game, I hear. I didn't watch it, sorry. And the Chiefs uh, just win the game after a nail-biting overtime. And yes, Taylor Swift did make it to the game. Did you guys watch it? I did. Uh, well, I watched it up until it went into overtime. Um, we had a drinking game where uh, where we would drink every time Taylor Swift was on camera. It's very fun. <laughs> so you that were must have been loads, exactly. Did you actually see what happened? I, I, I sort of fake sipped. <laughs> <laughs> no way. I knew, I knew I'd be getting up, so. That's you where you have a shot that lasts the whole game. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. How's it, how's it happening? That's impressive. I mean, if we're going to go on the whole Taylor Swift thing, her and Blake sitting next to each other in their outfits with heels on, but then also like leisure wear. Um, I thought, you know, it's it might be a new era for um, what we're going to wear to actual games. It's what we were wearing now, isn't it? But <laughs> it's what we're wearing now. Yeah. Besides, we don't have logos all over our, our clothes. Or maybe we do. I don't know. I can only see your head and shoulders. Um, I did not watch the game. I'm not a hero, uh, but I did uh, wake up in the morning and read all the the recaps. And I think anytime a game goes into overtime, being an American, it like it amplifies everything, and everybody starts to ridiculously get excited, and it puts everybody kind of on tooth and nails. Um, and so I think in Super Bowl history, that's pretty awesome because you have like each side kind of nail biting, waiting for who's going to win and who's going to you know, catch that that magic throw that's going to take it home. Yeah, I, I didn't watch it either, um, sorry to say. Um, but yeah, I, I, I looked up this morning when I got up and also watched Usher's halftime show, which was very fun. So, I do think uh, the Usher show, should we talk about that for a hot second before talk about we go to advertisement? <laughs> because did it harken back to like, I felt like I was, it was like a lot of nostalgia for me, like going back in the day of like him playing all of his hits. Also, I don't know how I missed it, him being a huge roller skate fan. Did you guys know that? I know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I was just thinking of the people who were like his insurance people. Because he's <laughs> on that like that circle stage and he's like, I want to roller skate, guys. And they're like, absolutely not. You're knocking down roller skates up on a lift um, and, you know, kind of doing – and by the way, there were roller skaters who were like jumping and doing acrobats and stuff. Obviously, yeah. Usher was just doing a smooth ride throughout the thing, but – um, I had to look up Usher and roller skating, and I feel like I missed a whole part gonna of the world. It's going to be a craze now, isn't there? It's yeah. going to be a whole craze going on. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. I mean, it's really impressive to roller, not only just roller skate, but like also where, where your floor is lighting up and moving. I mean, I would, I would, I would not succeed at that. <laughs> <laughs> We're like walking on a floor. Difficult. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so bringing it back to brands, why is it such a big deal for brands the Super Bowl ads or just advertising around the Super Bowl? Eyeballs, eyeballs, eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, it's such a huge occasion, isn't it? Like, what is it, 110 million people watch it? 
that's yeah true. probably more i don't i haven't seen the numbers for this this broadcast but i would assume more just because of taylor swift to be honest she's oh, she's brought yes. in a whole new generation of viewers whether or not they're watching they're probably not watching for the football but still so even better yeah yeah, exactly. So I, I would, I mean, I haven't seen the numbers, but I would, I wouldn't be surprised if this was a big one. I actually did some recon this morning, and no one is actually, no one's announcing the numbers yet. I don't know if it's because it's it's too fast, or too fast. They keep going like, you know, from twenty twenty one, it was a dip down, and then it's slowly been climbing back up to the over one hundred and ten mark over and over again. But no one said the actual numbers for today, or maybe I just my Google search isn't that great. I don't know. Yeah, I, was, I think like the return on investment is like worth it. So I was, I was reading because um, what is it? it's like seven million dollars to get like to air a 30 second ad in the Super Bowl, which is obviously an obscene amount of money. But I think for like every dollar spent, they get back like four or five dollars. So, you know, I guess I guess it's worth it you know, just because there's so many people watching it. And I guess also because there's a lot of brands do stuff before and after so it's not just that 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 30 seconds you can you can um get a lot more attention and amplify the message and it could be entertaining like super bowl is a well advertisers playground so to speak where it's like the we usually have so many rtbs and stuff we have to put onto our ads i mean obviously like in the end people want to sell stuff right sell more stuff but like you get to have fun and entertain people during the super bowl and like I do kind of feel like it's a challenge. How many celebrities can you get into an ad? I was going to ask this. Have there been too many celebs this year? You know, it's funny. It's, I mean, we, we can, we can, we'll probably touch on this later, but I, I, the, the ads that I found the most entertaining were the ones that, that didn't have celebrities in it. I mean, obviously the ones with celebrities are always entertaining, but um, I gravitate towards the ones where, the celebrity involved it could only be that celebrity doing that ad you know you know what i mean i think that's why i like the squarespace ad from last year with adam driver because i feel like he's the perfect casting for that whereas in some ads you feel like you could you know take out the celebrity they chose and slot in someone else i mean that should lead on to the should we lead on to the from michael I mean, or do you have an order you want to go into? Because it could it could only be him for that ad. You're talking about Michael Sarah. Um, yeah. That wasn't the first one I was going to ask you about, but why don't we do that first? Let me move down in my script. So Sarah Vay is what um, uh, Reagan and Noel are talking about. So it's a moisturizer brand. Uh, the ad's called Michael Sarah Vay by Ogilvy. Uh, many of us will have seen um, the actor declare on social media that the CeraVe ad um, the the brand is actually his and he and but then the owner of the brand L'Oreal distanced itself from him and then it became clear it's all a marketing ploy and the brand released like quite a funny ad about um, as uh, uh, with with Sarah kind of walking through curtains and climbing mountains and all sorts. Let's have a quick listen before we we get into the details. I am CeraVe. <laughs> Can human skin truly be this moisturized? Wow. <laughs> Reagan, would you like to kick us off with the, what you thought about it? Well, I think anytime you can have Michael talking to a narwhal, I mean, there's a little well, bit was of Was that a narwhal? Because like... It, it half, is a narwhal. It's got a... It's mm, got a... Yeah, but like, then I... Okay. My son, <laughs> I have a three-year-old and I know all about these animals. <laughs> because a narwhal... <laughs> 
<laughs> I thought it was a mix between a dolphin and a narwhal because it looked a bit like a dolphin and then it had that. Because the narwhal's nose is... I'm making the all unicorn these... dolphin, if they existed. <laughs> the unicorn dolphin. I think it's supposed Sorry. to represent a narwhal. Yes, um, yes. Let's let's just let's go on the journey. I mean, Michael's also supposed to, you know, be in a beauty ad. So I think there's a lot of <laughs> lot of anti things that are going on. I do think as I I'm entertained. I love the the preamble to it, like him like in the store. I mean, obviously it's, you know, paparazzi shooting him kind of writing on packages and stuff. Obviously it's all played in that like it's not real real, but it's still fun and it's like intriguing and then him going on the really good podcast with Bobby just I think she's hilarious and they're dynamic on that talking to one another and kind of playing with one with their absurd language. Just again, it's, it's entertainment. And I, when I'm entertained, I'm, I go on the journey I do. And maybe it's because I'm such a fan of Zoolander that like, I do find it reminiscent yeah. oh, of yeah. like, you know, really, 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 really good, like, <laughs> or wet or like water. It's wet. Um, like I do find like there's similarities, but I mean, we're all kind of taking, inspiration from something else and that's okay and I, I felt like it stood out there's not many beauty brands that go into the Super Bowl and I think this year was kind of a big push for beauty brands to get in there and it was a way for them to step in not take themselves too seriously and actually put that brand back on the map because most people use it as kind of you know they're like life fans they just use it because they use it but now you get a whole generation going wait what Serby what is that and considering it. so I say yes I think it's just that um that opening line is brilliant i'm michael sarah and human skin is my passion <laughs> yeah they, yeah so yeah amazing but very creepy opening line creepy um, yeah i think like i think it'd been a bit of an internet joke for a while like sarah v was like michael sarah's um you know moisturizer uh so maybe not like the most original idea but i think the fact that the brand actually did it and made it happen um is 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 brilliant and it was shot by uh tim and eric who are like the kings of real humor um and they really went for it you know like him moisturizing a cliff face and i loved i just really loved that scene at the end of his earring just like the earring just glinting as he sort of walks off um so yeah very very funny and then yeah michael sarah is brilliant at, at playing that sort of character yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, this was one of the good ones for me. It was one of the only ones that I hadn't watched beforehand. So I watched it, you know, uh, organically in the while I was watching the Super Bowl. And um, no, I, I thought it was really smart. I, you know, having worked on beauty brands in the past, I think, uh, I mean, my first thought was how brave of them and how surprising. I love it when brands do something that um, you might not be expecting. And this was a total, you know, yes, okay, it, they were sort of borrowing from their own, uh, you know, borrowing from like a social media trend, I guess, or something that had already been on social media. But I think that's still brave of a brand to, to jump on that and to not take themselves too seriously. Okay, great. So um, let's go with Uber Eats next. This one's called Don't Forget. It's by a special group. The premise here is to forget something so that you remember that Uber Eats delivers a range of things. Again, packed full of celebrities um, from the Beckhams, Jennifer Aniston, David Schwimmer and Usher, who obviously we said is at Halftime Entertainment. Let's have a quick listen to the ad. A what? Remember when you used to be a pepper lady? Wasn't it the Cinnamon Sisters? Basil Babes? Paprika Girls? No, that's absurd. Jen! Hey! <laughs> Hi! Oh. Oh. oh! Okay. Have we met? 
Helen, would you like to kick us off on this one? Yeah, um, I guess I, I sort of have to confess I'm probably a bit biased on this one just because my um, uh, old creative partner who I work with at, at Wyden Kennedy in Portland wrote this, Jonathan Marshall, he's freelance now. Um, so it's probably good I said that before Reagan and Noel. Are we all taking notes on freelance <laughs> names? Okay. No, oh, yeah, 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 he's great. Um, uh so yeah, I mean, I, I thought the teaser they put out a week or so ago was really was really clever with with Posh and Bex. Um, obviously, recreated the the viral moment from their Netflix doc, and I think it really hyped this ad as well with with Jennifer Aniston or Jessica Aniston as as they called her. Um, and I don't think it disappointed. I think like I like the sort of the, the it's a it's a not so scientific theory that you know. Uh, in order to remember that Uber Eats delivers groceries, you've got to forget something. But I really like I sort of like played into that, um, you know, quite quite dumb theory. Um, and I think yeah, it was just sort of very self aware and went all out on the celebs and scenes. Uh, you know, the celebs and each of the scenes. I think yeah, it was it's kind of a masterclass in in celebrifying the Super Bowl. Um, uh, and I thought yeah, the ending with Usher was was really surprising. Yeah, I, I agree on that one. Um, was I entertained? Yes. Uh, it, it, this to me is like a classic Super Bowl ad. Um, it, it didn't sort of, it wasn't my favorite, but it did the job of entertaining and keeping you guessing, you know, what was going to come next. You know, it sort of introduced that construct, which you see a lot, or at least in this Super Bowl, we saw a lot of, which is set up the joke and then, you know, go from vignette, vignette, vignette to to sort of, illustrate that joke um and I thought they did it pretty I thought they did it well I was entertained I agree I was completely entertained was it my favorite no but as Helen said like setting up from the meme in the beginning as soon as I saw that I was like genius because obviously you know we go from a world where we're like creating this ad and then we like do a cut down and put it on social and this is like it came from social first and then it went the other way and i think that's a it's a good opportunity for creatives to see like you know there's a just a wealth of things that are out there in the world that are entertaining us and we can take those nuggets and learn from them and kind of push them back up the funnel rather than always going from the top funnel down um and there's like little lines that are just just perfect. David Swimmer is saying, I hate this town because we all yes. know that Hollywood is horrible. And like for him to get forgotten by a co-star that he's been in a show of 10 years with, it's just, it's like the quintessential line that I love little things like that, that just like leave you with a smile and you're like, yep, good. Well done. Absolutely. I think, I think that's an excellent point about, I mean, we saw it in the, the Michael Sarah, Sarah V ad survey, but, um, but yeah, like doing some social listening, finding out what's, you know, either trending or something that's hit a, hit a, struck a chord with people and using that as inspiration instead of the other way around, trying to make something, you know, go viral. Yes. We can go yeah. the other way now. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. I love that. <laughs> it's a good lesson. Thank you. So next is Paramount Plus with Knuckles by Droga 5 New York. Um, this was directed by David Shane through O Positive. And again, this is filled with celebs. Um, Patrick Stewart and Drew, Drew Barrymore are kind of the leads. Um, there's a number of stars look to reach the top of the mountain. Um, and they decide to throw Arnold, the cartoon character in the children's show, Hey Arnold, towards the mountain. But um, he doesn't quite make it. Sorry to um, 
kind of uh, give away the ending to anyone who hasn't watched it, but let's have a quick listen to the ad. We throw the child. Gutsy call, sir. Smart thinking. What? No, that's dumb thinking. He's not throwing Arnold. Throw him. Throw him. Throw him. Hey, do you want an immunity idol? Throw What? You can't throw a child at a wall. Lattimore, shut your face! Noelle, would you like to start with this one? Sure. Um, I, this one made me laugh. I Full disclosure, I, I thought the longer version was a million times better than the, the one that actually aired during the Super Bowl. Because um, obviously you can get more jokes in there. They really stretched the, the throwing of, of Arnold. Uh, Creed really had their moment to shine even more so than the 30 seconds. So um, I, I, I thought it was funny. I, I liked that it wasn't vignettes. Um, not that vignettes are bad, but it just, uh, you know, it, it was a, a bit refreshing. I mean, jam-packed with celebrities. This one, I mean, arguably maybe had the most, I'm not sure. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I thought that, uh, the Creed moment was hysterical. Um, I would have loved to be in that presentation where it's like, we're going to get Creed playing live. <laughs> you know, uh, someone's singing it. Can you yeah. take me higher? I, mean, <laughs> I was literally singing that this morning as I was getting ready. Uh, and I don't know whether to thank them for that or, or hate them, but uh, <laughs> no, I thought, I, I, I thought, again, it was your classic Super Bowl ad where they took a, took something and they just went with the joke and they ran with it. Um, I mean, it was a little bit predictable. Like you knew he wasn't going to make it. I was waiting for that moment. Um, but was I entertained? Yes. And you get the line, throw the child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> throw the child. Um, this one, it, again, it had the end. Like that little moment at the end where you smile. Um, I have a daughter who is was obsessed, and my son actually obsessed with Peppa Pig. So at the end, we're like, they're like, we could throw Peppa, and you go to Peppa. Like whether you like it or not, it's not just about us as like our demographic and our age. It's about everyone else. So my kids saw that, and they're like, "What is this magic? I love it. I want to see it again." So then you have an another generation going like, "Mom, can I Paramount?" I'm like. Great, awesome! Another subscription to something, but it doesn't it? Did the job right immediately? They're like there are things on there I want to see, even though I've grown past that. Um, and it, it was entertaining, and we got to hear Creed, even though, yeah, yeah, Creed's awesome. I think it's, it's quite hard <laughs> to do. Like, I, I don't want to like it, but I do. <laughs> I think it's quite hard to do those those spots where it's for like a you know, an entertainment channel and you're showing all the stars, like usually like it does become like a sort of vignette thing where you're just trying to shove as many stars as possible to show like the breadth of shows they've got. So I think it was really good how they just kept it to that confined sort of scene. And, you know, it did feel like a bit of a, a sketch from a sitcom or, or something. Um, and it was just, yeah, so brilliantly odd and quite dark humour, obviously, trying to throw a child up a cliff face. Um so yeah, and obviously like amazing, superb writing, and you know David Shane is is just you know such a brilliant director, probably like you know, one of the best comedy directors. Um, so I think yeah, the dialogue was really funny, and the the, the performances were really good as well. Like especially Patrick Stewart, obviously, um, saying lines like "We throw the child" and Barry Moore, shut your face. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then like the Peppa Pig joke at the end was 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 inspired, and I think yeah, Peppa Pig is like the queen of those one-liners as well because I've watched a lot of Peppa Pig in my time. 
Um, yeah, so yeah. yeah, I have two. Well, I'm I'm starting on the Peppa Pig journey now. I've got two year olds, um, but the <laughs> the uh, yeah, I thought the pacing of the comedy was really well done. Again, I'm I'm mostly referring to the longer version, uh, and uh, but 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 yeah, just getting that cast of characters together was so interesting. Um, you've got Peppa Pig on one hand with Creed, Peppa Pig and Creed in, in the same ad, like sign me up for that. And Thomas Lennon in tiny shorts. But I mean, I, I, don't, I don't watch Reno 911, but like, obviously that's his character from that. But I'm like, all right, man. Yeah. Just like, yeah, the, the cast of characters was very unique. Yes. So next, uh, let's go with Apple Music with uh, Where's Usher? This is a seven-minute film made in-house, um, and as we keep saying, he's the halftime performance of the Super Bowl. And this film opens with Usher's friends Ludacris Lil John and Taraji P. Henson calling Apple CEO Tim Cook to tell him they've lost Usher after a wild night out in Vegas. Let's have a quick listen. Usher's gone. Wait, Tim. Wait, wait, he just sent a text message. Ooh. I, I don't know if that's you will find him or you will find him. So Reagan, what did you think of this one? So I wasn't a huge fan of this one. I was a huge fan of the announcement of Usher as the halftime uh, star. That one got like all the feels, like all the feels. It was yeah, and it would like, it, but it was also showing like UGC of like people embracing that song and it like taking over the world and. I was so excited to see what they were going to do next. And then this, I mean, it's, it's long. It's really long. There's some funny parts like Wesley, Wesley Snipes is Leslie Snipes, like coming in. Like, I know it's you know, like the hangover, you know, you lose someone in Vegas and then, you know, find him at the fountain. And there was also like a lot of his songs, like kind of put in there. Probably the highlight was blue man group just once in a while coming in. <laughs> yes. Cause I'm like, this, this whole thing is kind of, just I don't know. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't getting the feels from it because I had I had such high hopes because the the announcement was so good. I mean, literally, it so so good um, that the Blue Man Group, especially when they're doing with the like the pipes, like and they're just like actually that plays. It's like there's like little things like that where I was like, all right, cool. You got me. You got a couple smiles through the seven minutes. Yeah, it, it could have been shorter. I think um, it was obviously yeah, pretty epic um, piece of film with all the you know celebrities in it and it was you know shot really well but yeah it felt it felt quite long again yeah the blue man group were, were the highlights sort of popping up a couple of times um and I guess I, I love how you know now that Apple has you know taken over the halftime show from Pepsi that they're making much more of it and obviously creating a lot more content you know I, I really like what they did with Rihanna last year um, and like Reagan, I really like that launch spot that they did using all that UGC footage and like Usher as a kid and just all that sort of hype and nostalgia around all of his his tracks. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was it was beautifully shot and a fun idea, but quite long. I agree. I mean, I, I saw that it was seven minutes long and I was like, oh, all right, here we go. <laughs> but I actually it actually went by faster than I thought. And uh, I thought I agree, Reagan. I thought the Blue Man Group was um, the funniest part uh, coming in and out. Um, but, yeah, it was it was chock full of surprises, uh, special guests, that sort of thing. So. So, yeah, I mean, it did entertain me. I, I agree. It could have been a little bit shorter. But 
Okay, so Reese's is next on the list, and this one doesn't feature any celebs. The ad Yes by Irish and Kalman shows people on an emotional ro- roller coaster as they learn of Reese's adding caramel to its peanut butter cups. Let's take a quick listen. We're making a big change to Reese's peanut butter cups. We're adding a delicious layer of caramel. Yes, yes, I love caramel. So Helen, what did you make of this one? Uh, I loved it. <laughs> I thought it was, yeah, just amazing ridiculousness. Um, uh, I looked up who did it and because I, I thought I knew who did it and I was right. Um, it was done by Eric Coleman, uh, who also wrote, wrote Old Man, um, Old Spices, The Man Your Man Can Smell Like. Um, and also did that amazing career builder ad where the guy punches a koala, um, which you know, two of my favorite ads of all time, I'm sure most of humanities <laughs> um, that he wrote along with Craig Allen, who I was lucky enough to work with in um, in Portland. Uh, but yeah, Eric's a brilliant writer. He's like so so funny, and I think this ad is so good. I mean, it doesn't use celebrities, which again is is, is quite unique in in Super Bowl ads these days. But I think it just I. It was only it was only thirty seconds long, and it was like just packed full of jokes and 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 amazing touches. I think there's like the woman who jumps out the window, and then the next scene she jumps in the window. Then the next scene she's all bandaged up, and then the next scene she jumps back out the window. Um, so I think yeah, and like the casting was really funny, and it was just like I just kept watching it over and over because um, you know I wanted there were like bits I missed. Uh, so yeah, I thought it was a very funny idea that they just really committed to and went all in um so yeah, yeah t- totally agree thank you for because cl- i when i first saw it i was like oh this this has old spice vibes so it makes total sense that it was written by the same person so um that would have been bugging me uh yeah no i i thought it was great i i echo what you said i'm a, I'm a big fan of ads that stand out that don't rely on celebrities uh celebrities are fun they're they're part of you know the culture of of the Super Bowl and and you know I, I like that but uh, for an ad to stand out without using a celebrity is uh, you know that's hard work and I just thought it was fun just made me laugh made me smile uh, very on brand and I, I yeah it was probably I'd say the top three for me maybe even yeah so well, I hate to disappoint you ladies, but Will Arnett was the voiceover. So there was a celebrity. Oh. But I mean, it, but it was, you know, it just, it carried the story. There was no actors um, portrayed. I feel like this is, when I moved, I moved to London like 16 years ago, but I felt like this is quintessential like comedy in America. And maybe I'm generalizing and a bunch of Americans are going to like add people are going to go up in flames. Um, but it like, slapstick like humor where people like run into shit is like awesome (laughs) like like the guy who puts his head in the chili pot and i'm like i know it's not hot but in my brain i'm like it's hot and like he takes it back out and then just pounding into walls and like whether you like that kind of humor or not you cannot like help yourself but you have to laugh and you're just like what are they doing and it just no it's it sticks with you and i it's fun it's just silly fun like unashamedly talking about the product as well but all wrapped up in a really funny idea but that that's why that's why i love the tide ad from a few years ago it's it's the the product that you know it's at the heart of it and they make it work uh and they make people laugh i thought this is a perfect example of brilliant editing as well and how editing can add to the comedy um so i loved i love that part 
great okay so next is Squarespace this one's called Hello Down There which was made in-house it's the brand's fifth Super Bowl ad and this time directed by Martin Scorsese who also makes an appearance at the end uh, the film shows an, an alien invent, uh, invasion but everyone is too glued to their phones to even notice let's have a listen Reports of flying saucers are nothing new. These are routine sightings, not isolated events. Are you seeing that? It's spinning. Noelle, would you like to kick off on this one? Sure. I mean, I hate to keep saying this, but the the longer version was so much better than the one that actually aired on the Super Bowl. And I, I know that's uh, can't really be a criticism, but um, I I love the concept. I think that uh, this this idea of you know it's like that that uh movie what was it don't look up is that what it was called yeah uh the film don't look up um but it's it's tapping into a trend right now or not a trend but you know something that's probably top of mind for some people um and i thought it was really well connected to the product itself uh so in order to get people's attention you have to make a website i thought that that was that that was great um i thought it could have been a little less cutty. Uh, I thought that maybe there was too much chalked in there for its own good. Um, because I think if you just sort of were watching it for the first time, you might not get what's going on. Um, but I thought the concept was brilliant. It's hard, hard to follow up on last year because I loved uh, Adam Driver's uh, uh, Squarespace ad last year. But but yeah, no, good concept um, was was basically my opinion. Um, so for this one, like to get noticed, you have to build a website. Awesome premise. Great. But when it all came online and you saw what it is, I'm like, that just looks like a post. It doesn't look like a website. I wish, I wish they just would have scrolled a little bit to show that it was a website and you can actually go to the website and see it. It's live. It's, it's great. And it has to make it more apparent. I just feel like it could have been a story on social. And I know that's like me splitting social hairs, but if you're about a website, make it more apparent that it is a website. It's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. A bit of client there. <laughs> yeah. No, good point. Noted. Um, I'm sure Martin Scorsese is listening to this podcast and <laughs> kicking himself. We didn't do that. that though. Oh my yeah. God. What, what a beautiful ad, Martin. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's it. Like it was an interesting concept. I think like, like the plea for better communication and, um, it's true that we're all too involved in, you know, in our phones and it was obviously beautifully shot and what a coup to get Martin Scorsese. I think it was the first time he'd ever shot an ad yeah. um, and obviously appeared in it. And I think there's like other content on the website with like him and his daughter creating the, the Squarespace site, which is charming. And, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I also preferred last year's um, Adam Driver one. It was just, yeah, a bit more irreverent and um, out there, but, uh, yeah, Martin Scorsese, he's pretty good, isn't he? Yeah, not bad, <laughs> not bad. So the final one is Etsy. Um, this one also doesn't feature celebs unless um, uh, Reagan, you know, differently. Um, it's called um, Gift Mode by Orchard and takes a trip back to the 1800s, 1880s and uh, sees the USA thanking France for the Statue of Liberty. It was directed by Andreas Nilsson through Biscuit Filmworks. Let's have a quick listen. Oh, crap. That's a really good gift. Now we gotta get France something. Wait, we could use Etsy's new gift mode. Yes, 
What are the French like? Anyone? Cheese. Reagan, would you like to kick off on this one? Yeah, this one, it's it's cute. Um, you know, they gave us a present. What do we give them? It's, it is showing something that Etsy does, which is, you know, it's all about, you know, them being able to highlight gift mode. So I understand the premise of it. As an American, I was a little insulted that the only thing that we could come up with was a cheese board because they're French. And I'm like, oh, man, come on. We're more worldly than that. But hey, you know, I'll put that aside. And maybe um, it's me being out of America too long. But I, it's it's cute. Um, I think if you were insulted, Reagan, how do you think the French felt? <laughs> um I think again, I'll sort of I'll, I'll do a point that Noel Noel made earlier. But I think like the longer version again of this was was funny. I think there's there was yeah. a forty five second one, which was much better than the thirty second one. So I think the thirty second one kind of cut out all the jokes. Um, uh, I think that like, is a concept. It's funny, right? France gifts America the Statue of Liberty, so then America gifts France a cheese board. Um, so yeah, like funny sort of taking, I guess a. Uh, an everyday problem in people's lives that it's hard to find a gift for for people, but then elevating it to like a cinematic proportions. Um, uh, yeah, and obviously Andreas Nielsen shot it and I think David Colbush probably wrote it, you know, he's obviously an amazing writer and sort of textbook funny stuff from him. Um, so I think, yeah, like the longer one where they kind of, the ooh-la-las is, is really funny, but it probably was quite offensive to some French people, but it did make me laugh. I, uh, so just anecdotally, this was probably the favorite ad amongst the people that I watched the Super Bowl with. Um, I, I probably, it sounds like I liked it more than you guys. Um, agree. The 40 second version or 45 second version, uh, is, is great. Cause you get the ooh la la joke, which you don't get in the 30 second version. Um, but to be honest, this had, this one had the best opening line, I think of any Super Bowl ad which was crap. That's a really good gift. And then the reason, the reason that you, you know, I actually liked the fact that they came back with a cheese board because it's like that juxtaposition between, you know, this amazing, you know, however many story statue. Um, and then they're like, what are they like? Cheese. Great. Perfect. Got it. And uh, I just, I thought that was hysterical and I absolutely love this one. Yeah, I I really liked it too. It was very funny. Um, and they do, they do like cheese. It's the truth. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if they're gonna, you're going to deny that they don't like cheese. Um, I, I, you know, I don't think you're going to really deny that. But let's make it clear. Etsy has a lot of gifts um, and a lot of personalized gifts. Um, I, again, I could go in like, I sell Etsy, but I don't. I'm not affiliated with the brand at all. I just know that you can get a lot of awesome on Etsy. It is kind of funny, yeah, because Etsy is kind of known for crafty things you know, like uh, handmade stuff. Um, so for cheese to, you know, maybe, maybe that was the ask was to show that it's not just little handmade trinkets, but we do other stuff uh, like fresh things. So um, I thought that might, that was smart to show that it's not just uh, what you might think you might find on Etsy. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure if we look deeper, that that cheese board was probably hand carved by someone, and then there's <laughs> oh, yeah. like you know, something etched inside it. You know, there's probably a whole a whole world dedicated to what that cheese board looks like um, that we're not seeing just because it's a flash. 
Okay, thank you, everyone, for that. So on to the final part of the podcast, and I'm calling this Touchdown and Fumble. Um, I've asked our esteemed guests to choose an ad they loved and one that they didn't. Um, Helen, would you like to start? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll start. Um, uh, first of all, I, think I, I wanted to say what a brilliant selection that you chose, because there's so many ads, isn't there, at the, at the Super Bowl? So I think, like... Yeah, the ones that you picked were were there were some really good ones. Um, as I said, I like loved the 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 Reese's one, so that would probably I'd probably pick that as my best, my favourite one out of out of all your the ones that we were talked about today. But just to mix it up a bit, I thought maybe I'd mention a, a different one um, that also some friends of mine made in America. But um, Bertie and Kristen, who are CDs in, at Wine and Kennedy in Portland, um, but for DoorDash, which is a food yes. delivery service, and I guess I like this because it, it goes beyond the thirty-second spot, and it's like a bigger brand act that was trying to like like hack the Super Bowl and get like viewers engaged and, and interacting with the brand. So basically, what they're doing is a competition where DoorDash is delivering all the products um, from all the ads in the game to one lucky winner. So like basically you can, you know, win everything from a bag of Doritos to an SUV, everything that's that's um, advertised within the game. Um, so, yeah, I just like that it was, you know, much bigger than than just the spot. Um, and it reminded me a bit of uh, last year's Kick of Destiny, you know, for, for gambling company FanDuel, you know, Gronkowski attempting to kick a 25-yard field goal um, in a live Super Bowl ad in the game. But obviously they built that up over, you know, a course of weeks before the game. Um, so, yeah, I think that those are those ideas that are kind of much bigger than just those 30 seconds and can like, um, get interact with people in really fun ways. Um, and then what, what one that I, the one that I didn't like as much was that yeah yeah it doesn't have to be from our list anything that you saw that you you weren't that impressed um, with well I, I guess I was sort of a bit disappointed there's one for Pringles which mm -hmm. I thought Pringles usually you know do do really fun stuff and I think to like Noelle's point earlier about using celebrities but it could be any celebrity I think the spot was with Chris Pratt and he's got like a you know moustache like the Pringles guy on the tube and so he then what became a meme of he looks like the Pringles guy and then got cast in a film about Mr. Pringle. And it was, I don't know, I just thought it could have been absolutely anyone. Um, and yeah, just didn't, didn't do anything for me. Thank you. Noelle, would you like to go next? Sure. Um, so I think I, I echo that. I think that you chose the, the top ones. So when I watched them before the Super Bowl, it was like, man, if this is an indication of what's to come on Sunday, then <laughs> you know, this is going to be the greatest, you know, the greatest collection of ads in a Super Bowl ever. But I think those were the best. <laughs> um, maybe an honorable mention to the Dunkin' Donuts. It's always fun, you know, and I love the commitment. Uh, I love the commitment, you know, to that. And uh, so that one is very entertaining. And that one, again, anecdotally, um, non-advertising people have sent to me to to be like, have you seen this? This was my favorite one. So just, just uh, you know, I think it's always important to listen to the real people out there. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, I, I don't know, I think it's a tie. I, I did like the Etsy one a lot. I And I like the Reese's one a lot as well. Uh, so I think, I think it's maybe a tie between those. It's very... I guess, different kind of humor. Um, and then uh, the one that disappointed me, I mean, I'll speak broadly. I think 
I think I would love to see as a whole um, brands really understand that they only have 30 seconds and for the, you know, cause we, so many times during this podcast, we were saying like, Oh, you got to watch the longer version is so much better. You have to watch the longer version. And I would love to not have to say, you know, say that, you know, just understanding that most people are going to see that 30 seconds, that 30 second version should be as good as the longer version. Um, so, so that was a little bit of a, you know, disappointment. Um, uh, and then there was a lot of hype around the Clydesdales coming back for Budweiser. And, you know, there's a whole behind the scenes thing leading up to the Super Bowl. They had a whole segment um, showing them shooting the ad and all this. And, you know, there's a dog in it and a, and the Clydesdales are back. And, and um, I actually found the behind the scenes description of the ad more entertaining than the ad itself, which is kind of harsh, but it, you know, maybe it, again, it is the, the, the limited time. Um, but I think they have to keep that in mind. Yeah. It was just a lot of hype and then a, a bit of a, a bit of a letdown for the comeback of the Clydesdales. Reagan. I, I, I have to agree with Noel. like the Dunkin' Donuts one. Like I, I love Ben Affleck and, um, oh my gosh, I just like blanked on his name. Um, Matt Damon, that like, that, like that partnership that happens and like him just constantly doing favors for, for one another, but then Jennifer Lopez in it, just looking and like going, I know it's my husband. I know I need to support, but it's hilarious. Um, And, you know, that's been going for a little while, um, like when he was working at Duncan stuff. So I like the continuation of a story because I feel like a brand that can get into something and keep it going for a couple of years. You're like, oh, you found, you found a nugget of creative this that like people like, and they want to know more about that story. Um, I'm going to go big and bold for the big one. Like the Beyonce and Verizon, um, and maybe it's because I worked on Verizon for a long time ago. So I have like, there's a little bit of heart, but like her trying to break the internet, at least it's entertaining. And then it led to her like dropping two new songs, which, you know, if in the, in the land of like, you're either going to talk about your brand, but that it's actually giving something more to the consumers to say like, here's like, here's some more um, songs that I'm dropping for you. I, I feel like it, it's a, it's a big commercial play. And um, it's funny to see Beyonce doing different things and, you know, being in the Barbie. Like, it's just fun. It's fun. It's entertaining. And I, I enjoy big cinematic stuff. Um, the one that I thought I just watched and I'm like, what? Uh, the Bet MGM with Vince Vaughn and Tom Brady. I like, I love Vince Vaughn. Like love, 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 and I'm like, all right, dude. Like you got to get past this shtick, and like, can like you're so funny, and like, how can those two not be funny together? But some people found it wildly entertaining. So I don't know if it's just I've grown past Vince Vaughn, maybe. Um, but I thought it could have been better. You have like really big presence on screen, and it just wasn't wasn't coming off for me. Okay, great, thank you. That is all we have time for today. So thank you, Reagan, Helen, and Noel. So if you'd like to learn more about what we have been discussing today, uh, please visit our website, campaignlive.co.uk. Details of our subscriptions are available at campaignlive.co.uk forward slash membership. And if you enjoyed this episode of the Campaign Podcast, please follow us, like us, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. A big thank you to Haymarket Studio Manager Nav Pal and our producer Till Owen, and also to you for listening. I hope you will join us next time. And on behalf of the campaign team, goodbye.